Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, El Boogie, the host of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. Welcome back, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in again. It's a wonderful Monday. Y'all know I love Mondays because it's always a fresh start to a new week. You know what I'm saying? And we drop these episodes every Monday at 10 a.m. So I appreciate that. Remember that. Pass the word along. Share. Subscribe. Let everyone know about the podcast. Because I appreciate every single body that takes the time to listen to me talk my shit. I appreciate that, man. Um, as for an update, you know, I always give you an update of what's going on. Uh, nothing really new. You know, this week was same old, same old. Just planning. A lot of um, managing my time correctly and uh, planning things that I want to do for the year and stuff like that. Uh spent a lot of time on stage. Yes, I did. I'm trying to write a new hour. So, you know, when you write a new hour, that means, you know, new material, new jokes. You got to get on stage and try them. And it's not just, you know, when you think of a thought, it's funny. You know, it takes time. You got to work at it. You got to get on stage, say it this way, say it that way. You know, say it in front of different people. So that's my process right now for about the next, I would say, six, seven months. I'll be working on a new hour. Um, Also, just... Getting the finding, um, I'm sorry, getting the finishing touches on Comedy Hustle Live Part 2, which drops April 14th, 2019. I have a photo shoot for the cover, uh, interview I have to do, um, some video promo. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a dope project, man. I'm looking forward to y'all experiencing, ugh. I'm looking forward to y'all listening to the album. Shit. <laughs> Stupid man. Um, over the weekend, I really didn't do number hit the stage. I did get another chance to perform with Cole from Martin. You know, you stupid, random spoons, that guy. Um, it's dope, man. You know, uh, doing comedy for as long as I've been doing it, I've been blessed to work with some people that I've looked up to and that I have uh, admired, and you know, I know. Some comedians that I still look up to that I, you know, I aspire to be like in their field that they're in, you know, with us being stand up comedians, man. So, but this one was it was a trip, man, because it's for a different for a number of reasons. One, the first show we did together, he was real cocky, you know, not cocky, like ignorant, but, you know, diva slash he had a right to be. I mean, he was on one. If not, probably top three TV shows of all time. So you have the right to be a little, a little, mm, excuse me. You have the right to be a little cocky, you know, but he was just getting into stand up and, you know, he was hosting. He did okay. And this was probably three, four, maybe five months ago, maybe. And when I met him this time, it was a totally different attitude. You know what I mean? He was very humble. You know, and it was tripping me out because he was asking me for advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, just today, I was downstairs. Well, not today, but Saturday, I was watching TV, watching Martin cracking up at Cole and Martin and just to show it in a hole. And just the night before, this same guy was asking me for advice in stand-up comedy. That was dope to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big goal. It wasn't an accomplishment. It was just like... I watched this dude on TV crying, laughing, you know, inspiring to be on TV and be on a TV show like that. And at this current moment, this same person right now is, 
diving into a, in a career that I'm in and he sees me as a peer asking me for advice, man. And it, 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 it didn't trip me out at the moment. It just was like natural when he asked me and I was just like, boom, you know, running off the same things that I was taught. And I didn't even think about it that way until I was actually watching the show on TV. Like this dude just asked me for advice. You feel me? So that was dope, man. Uh, and it has had me thinking about a lot of things, man. Like talking to him, and he was, he was fifty, man. He's fifty years old, man. He was just telling me about all the things he's been through, and the things he's done, and the things he's missed out on, you know, pursuing his dream. And then it had me thinking, you know, reflecting on my life, and you know, when I started doing stand up, and how committed I've been over the years, and. How much I haven't, how much I haven't done, you know. Like I was downtown Atlanta the other day, man, and I was in a part of Atlanta that I've never been to, and it was it was just it tripped me out. Like I saw it was this amazing area of Atlanta that I've never been to. I've been here for four years, four years, and I've never been to that area. And then I just started thinking about all the things that I haven't done, you know, all the things that I didn't get a chance to experience. You know, just living in the culture of Atlanta, seeing sights and, you know, just exploring new restaurants and museums or whatever. Just the city. And I was just thinking about, I haven't done much. All I've done is comedy. I can run down every single comedy club, spot to do comedy in, a theater that does comedy, open mics where they have auditions, where they have acting classes, everything, studios to record, but really experiencing and living an Atlanta life. I haven't done that. And then I started thinking about even going back further, like over the course of the day I started or the day I've committed myself to doing or being a stand-up comedian. I remember the day like it was yesterday. I was working at Foot Locker. And I kept calling out. And my boss was like, hey, man, listen, uh, if you call out again, man, I'm going to have to let you go. Because you keep calling out, blah, blah, blah. And then I called a comedian that had booked me for a show. I said, hey, man, I don't know if I can make it. Because my boss said, you know, if I don't come to work, you're going to fire me. And he said, that's cool. But he said, listen, I'm going to give you some advice. You got to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? You have to make a decision. If you want to be a stand-up comedian, you got to give it 110%. If you want to work, then go ahead and work and make stand-up a hobby. But if you want to make this a career, you have to give it 110%. I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was a Tuesday. The show was a Saturday, and I remember it. And ever since that day, I've made the commitment to stand-up comedy. And I've gave it, I've given comedy 110%. You know, I have sacrificed so much. Like, I could not say that enough how much I've sacrificed. I've sacrificed my dignity, my pride, relationships, money, time. I mean, family. I mean, so much I've sacrificed just to make sure I was able to fully commit myself. And what I mean by sacrificing relationships and stuff and you know, I've held off not having kids. I've said this before. I've held off not having kids for the fact that I didn't want to bring 
a child, or even, you know, being in a relationship with someone into this lifestyle. The reality of it is I am not a well-known comedian. I'm very successful in my own right. And, you know, I'm very successful in Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta. You know, on the circuit, I'm pretty successful. But hindsight, I am not one of those comedians who is booked up for the year. When I mean by booked up for the year, sometimes comedians have dates from right now in 2020. Like, that's how full their calendar are. I'm about booked out maybe maybe two months. So... It could be a stretch where I don't have shows. It could be a stretch where I have to make whatever money I made in the previous month last me through the following month. That's a sacrifice. You know what I mean? Because I can get a job and not have to worry about that. But I I feel if I get a job, I'm going to be taken away from me doing stand-up. So that's the decision I made. That's the reality I have to live. Those are the things I have to deal with when when they occur. I might not have shows. I might not have the money to do certain things. And I don't feel it's fair to bring a female, a woman, that I'm going to commit to into that lifestyle. I don't think it's right to bring a child into that lifestyle. I would like to give my woman, my child, I'm not saying everything they want, but I don't want to have to tell them no. Because I'm not able to get a show. Now that's my reality. And I'm dealing with it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm not. Where I want to be at. You know. I'm not. But that is the reality of it. So like in this whole situation. It's like I'm questioning like. Me chasing this dream for so many years. Oh I've been doing comedy over 13 years. Maybe 14 now. And. The fact that all the things I've missed out on, all the, you know, just the simple things that people do that that has a family, that has a child, that, you know, not even that, just going on trips, you know, or experiencing life within the city they live in. Like, I base every decision that I make around stand-up comedy, everything, you know, when I plan to go somewhere, I... I got to see if I can get on stage. If I, if I, all the, my vacations were based around me doing stand up. You know, like I would get booked in Bermuda. I would plan a vacation because I'm going to be booked in Bermuda. If I was going to California, it was because for my birthday, I didn't just go to California for my birthday. I went to California to, you know, work the circuit. It was my birthday. I was taking a trip to LA, but it was because of, you know, I wanted to see if I can network or whatever. I didn't just enjoy myself. So I question that, you know. At the end of this road, when I make it to wherever I want to be or wherever I'm going to be at in stand-up comedy as a career, was it worth me missing all this shit that I, you know, I, I put on hold for this for this dream, for this goal? Was it? And I don't have an answer for that. And I don't think that's me. Um, what's the word I want to use? I don't think that's me saying I don't love doing stand up. It's just I'm questioning stuff. Like, I'm not that guy that's not going to question something. I want to know. I don't know the answer to that. Only reason, only way I can figure out the answer to that is once I get to where it is I'm going to get at and stand up. Was it worth me? <laughs> 
I have to answer it then. Like, uh, damn phone. I'm sorry. That was that was my phone. I'm sorry. But it's like once I get to that point, to that mountaintop or whatever, and I look back, you know, was it worth me not experiencing so much? I don't know. I would love someone else's opinion on this or some some hindsight or these feelings that I'm having, you know, just to to commit to something so much that you sacrifice so much. Was it was it worth it? I mean, that's the only, that's the only way I can put it. You know, what I mean, I, I, I don't know any way to, you know, to you know to say it. You know, it's just that. You know, I know when people sacrifice, you know, because people don't give 110 percent when they want to do something. You know, I've given this shit 110 percent. Like y'all wouldn't understand how much shit I've given up, how much I've sacrificed just to be able to put myself in a position to do stand up to. To ability that I want to that nothing is in my way. Like there's no reason for me to turn down any show, for me to go somewhere, for me to pick up and move. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had to move to LA tomorrow, I don't have any responsibilities. I can get up and go. That's what I've set myself up because I don't know what's going to happen. But in the same breath. I would love to be able to do certain things and live and experience shit. I I ain't going to front and have a family. To have a family, to have that, you know, to do corny shit with my kid. And, you know, and I think that's maybe why I'm so attached to my godson. Because it's like I can experience some of those things through him. But, you know, it's still not my kid. So I'm still able to do comedy, but I can still do those things that I wish I could do on my own son with him. And it's like I'm kind of being selfish because I don't have to fully commit to him and I can still do comedy, you know. So So that's the question for the day, man. For all you people out there that's pursuing a dream and really giving it 100%, committed to it 100%, man. Once you get to that point that you want to get to, man. And you look back on all the things that you weren't able to do and that you missed out on. Was it worth it? Like I said, man, I can't answer that question until I get there. So, that's what it is. But, as always, it's your boy L Boogie, man. It's been another episode of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. Just me talking my shit and venting and getting things off my chest, as always. So, please, everybody, subscribe, share, let everyone know about the Comedy Hustle Podcast. I'm your boy Lawrence Killebrew. Everybody have a wonderful week. Enjoy yourselves, man. Consistency is the key. Holla at your boy. Lawrence Killebrew and I'm out. Peace.